This program is a paid commercial announcement produced and paid for by Jacob Media Partners. No statements made during the Thrive Retirement Roadmap Radio Show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on any such matters. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investment, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed. David Bazaar, Brent Elam, and Karen Bazaar of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management are licensed to offer investment advisory services through Thrive Capital Management, LLC, a Pennsylvania State-registered investment advisor. Office headquarters located in Fort Washington and offices of convenience used exclusively for client meetings at Exton, Yardley, and Cherry Hill. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. The Thrive Retirement Roadmap Show with your hosts, David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management. They know that the road to a successful retirement is paved with consistent care and a commitment to guide the families they serve. David and Brett are co-authors of the book, Roadmap to Retirement, Navigating Your Way to Peace of Mind. The Thrive team has been recognized by Suburban Life Magazine and Philadelphia Magazine as one of the area's top wealth management firms. They've been featured in numerous publications such as the Wall Street Journal, CBS News, Fox, NBC, and ABC as well. But their greatest accomplishment yet is their ability to talk to people just like you about living out their dreams in retirement. Their phone is always open at 800-516-5861 or visit thrivefinancialservices.com. Now, here's David, Karen, and Brett, along with Joe Krause. Good morning, Delaware Valley, and welcome in to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. I'm Joe Krause coming to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. It's the end of the first week of June. It is the start of what is going to be an incredibly busy, busy month uh, for Thrive Financial Services. During the show today, we're going to tell you about four workshops that are going to be held next week, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. I'll give you some time to prepare to take down the information, or you can simply go to thrivefinancialservices.com. But David, as mentioned last week on the show, the rest of June, incredibly, incredibly busy. Yeah, busy. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah, we uh, we just finished a fantastic week, another week in the books, and uh, really turned out fantastic. We had a lot of great appointments and uh, one workshop, I think, we got done. So we rested up a little bit this week, Joe, for the anticipation of what's to come in the next couple of weeks. So uh, we keep doing it because the demand is there. People love, uh, you know, the, the conversation related to taxes, and that always leads into a further conversation about retirement in a whole. And, uh, you know, as well as our listening audience, we do it a little bit different. You know, we're all about education and advocacy and um, the, the common response we get from people, the common input that we get from this is This is a conversation I haven't had before. So we're going to keep at it. We're good. We love doing it. And uh, hopefully we're delivering great value. And we remind the audience, if you happen to be driving along the Pennsylvania Turnpike uh, from Valley Forge through up to the Philadelphia exit, you'll see the brand new billboard up there on the road to retirement. You have a choice, certainty or uncertainty, and that really does ring true. 
completely. And that's, you know, I try, look, we work hard at making sure that the work that we do delivers tremendous value. And I try to, to convey that message that, you know, what's the investment? What's the cost, right? If we take one hour, it's complimentary, and you end up with certainty versus that uncertainty, it was incredibly worth it. And if you find even further that we now maybe fill a void that's been missing from a retirement planning perspective and you want to do business, then we can really kind of put into place real certainty rather than kind of a do-it-yourselfer type program. We can give you the guidance. We can hold your hand. We can act as that advocate along the way. I want to get you to repeat one or reference one bullet point that you delivered to the listening audience last week it was i'm pretty sure it was last week there was a client who could come out to the workshop who she had attended many many financial workshops and the comment that she made to you at the very end which rings so true to me when i listen to this show i think is worth the audience hearing that little story again yeah and i say it you know from a humble perspective. Yeah, not, not, yeah. not with arrogance, absolutely. Yeah, and she, I mean, she just, comment, she just said, after she came up, um, right after the workshop was done, this is the first workshop, and I've been to many, where I didn't feel as smart as the presenters. And this is a very educated person. You know, she has taken uh, the time to go out there and accumulate the education, and uh, we were able to introduce concepts to her that she had never heard before. I wasn't aware of. It's just not the common conversation. You know, getting to retirement is really easy for people. You know, you get a job and you make money and hopefully your expenses are less than what you make and you take that difference and you put it into some type of a retirement plan, whether it's with your employer or on your own. And you pick some mutual funds, some different types of investments, and you let the money sit there for 30 or 40 years and you accumulate a nest egg. Pretty simple plan. Not a lot of, you know, not a lot of pages to that book. But now that we've got to distribute that money and we have to consider Medicare and Social Security, uh, taxation, longevity, uh, sequence of returns, you start you know, kind of adding the table of contents of all the things that you got to do to retirement, the book kind of gets thick at that particular point. Yeah, well done, well said. And I'm going to allow you to stay humble because I believe in being humble. But, Brett, I'm also going to say with an emphatic, emphatic tone in my voice for the listening audience to truly, truly uh, absorb what is being said on this show you guys are as real as the day is long, and I think that's so significant. Yeah, and we're not we're not preaching from what's theory. Again, what we have the opportunity to do and see is a couple thousand plans on an annual basis. So again, as we hear things, as we see things, and and as we see them over and over, the same thing happening. It's like you know what? I bet you the listening audience has a lot of the same uh, similarities of the people that we're sitting in front of. And again, it's just sharing those experiences and stories of people so that. They can just make the best decisions for themselves and, and, again, just be conscious of everything that we need to think about as we enter that next phase of life. When we come back out of the break, we'll start with you. We normally do that. What's on your agenda for a topic of conversation today? Yeah, we've, we've been talking about some of the potential changes out there that the government's proposed with this thing called the SECURE Act. So I just want to kind of continue along with that about kind of the whys and behind it. And, again, I'm going to be talking about retiring retirement. 
are we ever purely going to retire? So it's an interesting story that we're going to share. Good, and you can see I brought in a, a paper clip of a lot of notes from the Secure Act of 2019, uh, just to start to get educated. It's all about getting educated, Karen. There is so much to know. There's so much to learn. It literally changes from what we learned sometimes yesterday. Right, and we keep up with the changes and retirement. We really do. Even when you're quote unquote retired, how long is that going to be? Thirty. 40 years for some people that we have. So it's constantly changing. And we're here along with you for the ride. So we're always constantly checking every year, how are things going? And then you might have to adjust things, but we always have a plan. And I was going to say people who come out to the workshop, there's people that come in here that have no retirement plan and we just open their eyes. They've never even thought about it. And we start asking them questions and they're like, they're just blown away, but they're so happy that they came and they sit through the pre- this presentation. They're so happy to come meet with us, and it's crazy. And then we have other people that come in that are afraid that, I don't know what they're afraid of, because David said they must have been to some really horrific uh, seminars, and they're just so pleased and relaxed by the end of the seminar, and they come in. Offer them, they answer questions and everything like that. All right, good stuff from Karen Bazaar. David, I'll give you a closing word before we go to the break. Perhaps they're afraid of the uncertainty. That's that would be that would be something that we we would embrace at the uncertainty. Perhaps I don't it know. It is. It's common. You know, people don't want to know what the reality is sometimes, and sometimes they'd be surprised. To be quite honest, with you. sometimes we're giving the two thumbs up, telling people things are fantastic. It's not as bad as you thought it was by any stretch. But uh, it's better to find out sooner versus later. And uh, 99.9% of the time, there's always a solution, how to get it done. Quickly, uh, when we get to your segment in the show, you're going to talk about what? We're going to be talking about taxes today. We're going to go into the long term and the short term. All right. We'll get to our first commercial break here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This is the Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Back in a moment. Back here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. Welcome back to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Four workshops next week on Monday at the Huntington Valley Library, which is on Red Lion Road. Tuesday at the West Whiteland Township Building, which is in Exton. And then there are two workshops on Thursday. One is at the Mount Laurel Public Library in Mount Laurel. And the other workshop on Thursday is at the Indian Valley Library in Telford, all starting at 7 o'clock. Wow. A We're full taking slate. over the greater Philadelphia you're taking area. Over. I Crossing. mean, if you, drew, if you had points up on a map, you're covering it all. Yeah, that's it. While, while this is a great means of communication here on the radio, some people like to, to come out and see us entertain out here. It's a great show these days yeah. with the cookies and coffee. and just Go to thrivefinancialservices.com. You can see the full calendar, uh, but perhaps you can make one of the four for next week. Yeah, that's it. And you know, not only is it great entertainment, but the education that we hear is even that much better. And again, the things that we're talking about on the show, and just diving a little bit deeper, you know, over the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about um, this thing that government has thrown out there called the SECURE Act, where it's making some potential changes to things like required minimum distributions, again, going from age 70 and a half to age 72, or maybe even 75. But I was actually had an article shared um, to me from a client and and what the topic of the article was it says retiring retirement and what it means people living longer and longer and longer and and one plus one always equals two so for today we're going to talk a little bit about math and just talking about the population growth of just what percentages of what ages of people are going to be living 
at periods of time and people living longer and longer. So I'm just going to read a little bit from this article um, here today, here Krause. And again, it starts off just talking about um, a couple going in front of a doctor and the doctor's asking them, hey, what medications are you on? And it's none. It's like, well, uh, how much do you exercise? And it's like, two hours a day and, and it goes on and on and on about how many people and again we have so many people come in that may not be healthy there's a gigantic segment of the population that is now very more uh health conscious that are very healthy and i'm going to share some actuarial stats as as the show goes on as well that again we need to be conscious of making what we say are rational decisions not emotional decisions we share that a lot during the workshop i'm going to talk about that quite a bit here in the uh in this segment so this comes from a young lady um, who had recently turned 67 years old. And again, just talking about doctors being shocked about how many people are not on any kind of medications and actually living healthy in retirement. And here's some things I just want to go through. I want to make some comments as I, as I uh, go through the article. It says, since, since 1950, the median age in developed countries has jumped from 28 years old to 40 years old and is expected to be 44 um, by 2050. Again, that's developed countries. Now listen to this. The percentage of citizens age 65 or older is expanding accordingly from less than 10% in 1950 in the United States, Western Europe, and Japan to a respective 20, 30, and by 2050, 30 years from now, 40% of the population, 65 or older. That's a big deal. And the fear is, as baby boomers like this young lady are, are moving towards retirement, again, the first baby boomers started turning 65, 10,000 of them a day for a long time, just started in 2011, that there will be fewer workers to support us, which will curb spending. Curb spending, that's a big deal. What's the number one thing that drives this economy? Consumer spending. So we need to be conscious of all these things that we're facing. Straining the healthcare system. More people are getting older. And obviously, we've talked about the crisis to things like Social Security and Medicare, again, with that many people out there. And we talked about the reform that's staring at us in the face, again, through, again, everyone gets those statements from Social Security. I'm only going to get 78 cents on the dollar in year 2034 if nothing's done. So, again, it's talking about some of those changes. There was a story over the weekend that I saw, Brett, uh, where thousands of Philadelphia area ACME workers are at risk of losing their pensions. Oh, my God. And out of the blue, that story pops you or smacks you right in the face. So important because you sometimes you just don't know what you're going to find when you wake up tomorrow. Yeah, and that's just that's another topic. Right? And, that, and what you just brought up right there, Krause, is probably a, a topic for a whole show. But we talk about that during the workshop, this thing called the Klein Miller Pension Reform Act of 2014, where these employers have the right. If their pensions get underfunded or unfunded by a certain amount, or that you could reduce, if not eliminate, that pension benefit. And again, if our, in our head, if we thought we were ironclad heading into retirement because we knew we had this guaranteed bucket of money we were going to be able to rely on on top of Social Security, and all of a sudden our employer pulls it back, we need to be conscious of all these different things that could happen to us at the end of the day. But what this article says is more and more people, as they're hitting their 60s, they are not yet ready to go out into the pasture. I just shared with you that every day 10,000 Americans turn 65 and every day more and more of them are still fit, fit physically. Where society may view, they still may view able, competent, sound of mind uh, seniors 
as happy curiosities, but in fact, they're becoming a sizable demographic. And again, thinking about how many people are, are growing up during those days, and again, going back in time where you had people working in factory workers, and the average age of people going back into the Great Depression was 59 for men. It was 63 for women, where a lot of people were retiring from factories at 35 and 40 years old, and the pension systems were, were there to carry them into their 50s and 60s. But life has changed. And again, what has won is economics versus science, because it depends on what industry you're in, is where you quote unquote can be labeled as old, chronologically mature, if you will. If you're working in a factory, it could be a little bit more grueling than working behind a desk, et cetera, et cetera. And that's where they say science has won versus economics, because the government has labeled you being old at the age of 65, you now apply for Medicare and everything else, and you quote-unquote can what we call hang up the cleats. So that's where we start. I learned a new word called ageism. I'd never heard of that before <laughs> in going through this article. But, so, to, but some more numbers here, Krause. Not only are Americans living longer, but they are also gaining more active years free from debilitating illnesses. I'm going to talk about what work's doing for people's health as well. Here, this one. In a recent analysis of Medicare from the University of Illinois found that nearly 30% of citizens over the age of 85 remain in excellent health, and a whopping 50% of them said that their health didn't stop them from working. 56% did not stop them from working or doing household chores. And this level of well-being is particularly remarkable given the fact that most of them grew up during the Great Depression, 85 or older, when millions of those families were suffering from poverty, nutrition, um, not doing a whole heck of a lot, where life expectancy was a lot shorter. So just imagine if these golden agers, what they're called, not baby boomers, but golden agers, the next generation above, Imagine if they had come of age as the baby boomers did after the post-war 50s and 60s. Because you think about that generation to the baby boomers. What do the baby boomers have in their, in their face? All of a sudden, you started seeing the anti-cigarette and tobacco campaigns. People started quitting smoking a little bit earlier. You saw advances in technology and nutrition. How many diets have we heard about over the last 20, 30, 40 years versus how many of them were there, there 20 or 30 years before them? You got things like the GI Bill helping people get educated. We smoke less, people are exercising more and have better access to nutritionist food and are better educated than previous generations in history. Although, they will tell you people are getting a little bit heavier though. And again, people are getting taller, so we say a couple extra pounds is okay with that. It is true, people are getting heavier, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> that's it, but they're staying healthier at the same time. Sounds like an oxymoron, but it's actually possible. So we're, and it goes on to say, we're, gonna, we're going to see something that's never been seen before where people in their 60s, 70s, and 80s functioning at an exceptionally high level who want to continue working and remain connected. I think about here at Thrive. There's about there's a couple there's about 20 25 of us here in the office and we have people here at Thrive in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s, their 50s and we actually have three people on staff that are in their 70s. People are working well into retirement. Sometimes it sometimes becomes a have to, sometimes it becomes a want to. But again, people are healthier and they're functioning, they're wanting to keep the mental capacity continuing to go as well. So the question is whether society will adapt to make the most of the most of this new labor poll employers tend to implicit implicitly 
implicitly favor young, prized speed, adaptable, and willing to work more hours for less pay while undervaluing the years of accumulated knowledge. And wait to hear some of this. And wisdom and social skills. So it's understanding that there needs to be that fine line that, as we see it, here we have a lot of people coming in there, and they call this phased-in retirement. Phased-in retirement. Don't go from five days a week to zero. You're starting to see a lot of employers do it at five to four, then down to three, where some people are wanting to stay on board, where now you're able to bring on board these younger employees to pass that knowledge, um, et cetera. So again, people in their late 50s are more likely now to have a college degree than now people in their 20s and 30s. Why? The increasing prices of tuition. You got to think about all those things. So you have an interesting generation that may be more educated than the generation before them and the generation after them where there's a need to now keep them as part of that labor force. And again, between 2000 and 2010, the percentage of American workers age 55 and older grew from 13 to 20% where by the end of this decade, next year, Projections are one in four workers are going to be greater than the age of 55. Reason we share that, again, we talk about we have a couple age 65. There's now a 50% chance that one of them is now living to the age of 95. An interesting stat, people that work one year beyond what is labeled as full retirement age 65, people who worked at least one year past retirement age had an 11% lower risk of dying. Again, it keeps us engaged. And for all those things and understanding on how we're going to live longer, these are all the things we talk about during that retirement roadmap review is how we make sure that things are going to last for our whole lifetime, not the next five, ten years. Well, I did as we go to the commercial break. Really fascinating stuff. I did reference to my wife this weekend just in general conversation that it looks like I'm going to be working to till about 80 years old to before I start to figure out what the next phase What's of next? my life, life is. So to your point, uh, in my 50s, thinking about and planning to work a much longer time period. Um, Good stuff uh, by Brett Elam today. We'll get to a commercial break. Karen Bazaar on deck uh, back here in a moment on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Back in a moment. Back here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, this is Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Again, want to tell you about four workshops coming up, Karen, next week, Monday the 10th at the Huntington Valley Library, Tuesday the 11th at the West Whiteland Township building and then Thursday a double shot of workshops complimentary uh, at the Mount Laurel Public Library and at the Indian Valley Library start time for all four 7 p.m. go to thrivefinancialservices.com to get yourself registered it's complimentary as Brett referenced uh, they're fun um, but more importantly than the fun uh, we're providing education here and they're very and, and you'll leave educated for sure and, and you really will people say that all the time and it is pure education that's all we're there to give you and please come down that's all I can say and great cookies Wawa coffee so come join us 
Um, so before I get started on my topic, I would just like to say a big shout out to our baby who is graduating high school this coming Monday. Wow. I know. Our baby's graduating. So shout out to Happer Horse from High School. I don't know who's more excited to graduate or get the school year over, my daughter or the teachers, but um, just a shout out to the to Haley, and we're very proud of you for graduating. And, and she begins her the next phase. And now of we her get to pay for college. With the, and you get a tuition bill. <laughs> but hey, guess what? Guess what we do for a living? Financial planning. So yeah. we were prepared for that. Yes, so good stuff. Um, so I'm just going to step into my topic, which again, I'm going to get on my soapbox a little bit about there. All you women listening, um, retirement planning is different for women. It just is. And here is why. So I'm going to go into this topic again, because uh, I read this in Kip- Kiplinger, Kiplinger's. I can't talk today, um, but it's an article saying that, unfortunately, even now in 2019, women tend to take a back seat when it comes to working out the details of their financial future. This is troublesome, given that, on average, women still live longer than men, which we've talked about before on the radio show, and therefore have a real stake in how long their retirement income will last. Nearly every woman will have sole responsibility for her finances at some stage in your life, either if you're out there listening, maybe you never wanted to get married. Uh, divorce comes into the picture. We're in a high divorce rate right now. And even married women need to consider their income prospects, weighing the facts that if they're widowed, they'll lose one Social Security check and possibly at least one part of a pension check or a whole pension check. And will probably have to pay more in taxes when they file as an individual. Guess what we do here at Thrive? We plan for, if it's a married couple, we plan for the passing of one spouse. We take all of that into consideration. Um, and as this article says, things change with, with taxation because you're now you're filing taxes differently. And things can affect your Medicare, um, what you're paying for Medicare premiums. So these are all things that we, again, take a, take a look at retirement as a whole. Um, but remember, just give us a call, 800-516-5861. Or please take a look at our website. And if you're interested in coming to the seminars that we're having next week, we'd love to see you. Come on down um, and, uh, or come visit us here. Um, so I'm just going to go through a couple of reasons again why this is happening to women. And it, it's obviously, I've seen a lot of articles on this lately, and I just can't believe in 2019 that it's still that much of a problem. But number one reason is women still tend to be the primary family caregiver. Um, and even if it's taking care of children when they're born, um, the reasons, again, is if you go out of the workforce for 10 years to raise your children or 15 years, you're losing all of that 401k money that you might have been working at a company where they were matching or you're not putting money away at all. Um, and then another area is once you're looking at retirement, again, Social Security, if you you're probably going to have a smaller uh, benefit amount than your spouse because your spouse has been working longer or has higher income. Um, Just one thing to remember out there is that there's something called the Social Security Spousal Benefit. That's something that a lot of people have come in here and don't even know that's an option. So as a a spouse of of somebody who's working, you're allowed to get equal to approximately 50, 50% of what they would get your husband or your wife would get at full retirement age. Um, that's something that, or if you didn't work at all, you're still allowed to get a spousal benefit on Social Security, which is eye-opening to some people. Um, again, in 2019, there's still that wage gap. 
which is crazy. But women, on average, earn less than men in nearly every occupation for which they uh, have collected data, the the U.S. Um, In 2017 was the last statistics they took on the actual income. Um, And they said that we as women earn 80.5 cents for every dollar that a man earns. Now, I can tell you, I'm going to step out of the box here, but financial services... We all get paid the same for the same amount of work. So I'm sure they didn't include that in there. But that's a great field that I hope young girls, if you're listening, go into. Besides that, you can take care of your own retirement and your own self. Um, number three, women can expect to pay more in health care costs in retirement. We've talked about this before. Joe, you might even remember us saying, did you plan on spending us? Did you plan for your retirement of spending $250,000 in medical costs? And this article actually says... That um, 65-year-old couple retiring in 2018 will need 280000 to cover health care and medical expenses through retirement. But what they say is because women usually have a longer life expectancy, it's even though it's 280, it's unbalanced, right? So for women, they say it's 147000 and for men, it's 133000 So even if you're single, it's still a lot of money. You still have to prepare to, to spend that money. Uh, yeah, I know my wife and I talk about it all the time. As you know, uh, Gigi had a progressive attack of MS back in 2016. So there's that uncertainty uh, about what that means down the road. We don't know right. what it means, but it's part of our conversation already. We, oh, we, we are very, very nervous about and it. And at least you're talking about it. And instead of sticking your head in the sand, you're, you, you're going to plan for that. So, um, And then the other part of health care costs is that long-term ha- health care. Um, we talk about it all the time, and we, we plan for that in retirement when we're doing our plans for clients who don't have long-term health care. But um, th- they say that um, annual median cost of care now ranges from 18720 for adult daycare services. And then if you have to go into a facility, they're saying about 100, th- we say 100,000, but this says 100,375 for private room in home nursing care, which it, it can happen. It can happen at the blink of an eye. Um, if you don't have long-term health care, guess what? There's hybrid products out there. There's other ways to plan for that. If you're interested in learning about that, again, take a look at our website. Come on in, and we will work out a plan for you. Again, How many people do you think listening to the program right now, or if there were, I always ask if there's 10 people in the room or 100 people in the room, how many people don't have long-term health care? A lot. A lot, because a it's, big it's expensive. 80%. 80%. It's wow. very expensive, and there's less long-term health care companies out there dealing with it. So that's a topic for another day, a mm-hmm. long topic. But uh, number four, again, women are typically more conservative investors. They're just afraid to get out there and, and take a risk. Um, and number five, Women, this is like a study they did. Women have a hard time discussing their finances, even with professionals. Um, and they, they uh, asked women out there that how many women are actually working with a financial advisor, and they said 47%. And of the 47%, only 50% of those who had an investment advisor actually 
spoke with their representative and that you're not going to get that from us. We're going to work on a plan with you and we're always here for you. And we work on the plan with you. We educate you so you really understand what's going on. So I'm going to say real quick, bottom line is if you're a woman who's been avoiding financial planning or if you've handed the job over to your spouse, it's never too late to get involved. Don't be intimidated by the jargon or your spouse um, or don't say you're too busy. I don't know you are busy, but just come on in 800-516-5861. We have female financial advisors here. P- talk with me and we have a couple of advisors. We'd love to speak with you and meet with you. Just give us a call. Just start with that or come to a seminar. Yeah, and I want you to, and I'm glad you're taking the lead on it and talking directly to perhaps the women that are listening to the show right now. 50% of the audience on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, is female or close to that number. Uh, So uh, I encourage them, call Karen Bazaar or connect with Karen. Ask for me personally. Ask for Karen. And if you want to know about Karen, go to Meet Thrive Financial Services. You'll learn a little bit about uh, Karen as well. As we go to a commercial break, nice job, Karen. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Uh, we say we do say congrats to uh, Haley and uh, congrats to you uh, uh, as the tuition bill. Uh, <laughs> will, but you've prepared for it. We are prepared. But We're it's coming. So good stuff and congrats uh, at a good time of the year. Uh, we're going to a commercial break here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. ThriveFinancialServices.com right now to look at the workshops for next week. Back in a moment. And thank you very much, Karen Bazaar, for our last segment. Welcome back, everyone, to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Uh, because there are four workshops next week, I'm being a little bit repetitive with you, uh, with you on the details, but Monday the 10th, at the Huntington Valley Library, Tuesday the 11th at the West Whiteland Township Building, and then Thursday there's a double shot, one at the Mount Laurel Public Library and one at the Indian Valley Library. Starting time for all, 7 p.m., go to thrivefinancialservices.com. Yeah, and we're really looking forward to seeing uh, large crowds at those because there's still a ton of information. It's a busy week for you guys. Four really shots. busy. Yeah, good stuff. You know, the interesting thing, I was just talking with a few of my friends that are in this industry, and, you know, the topic that we cover at our workshops is primarily tax efficiency in retirement. And a couple of them commented that, you know, what they see is like kind of after April, you know, they see less and less people attending. And, and we actually see the op, I think mean, we see, you know, kind of consistent numbers of people attending our workshops. And I think it's because we convey a message. It's not just about, you know, your upcoming taxes that you have to pay in April. It's really about the long-term planning, the forward tax planning, and keeping up with all the changes. And, you know, again, a lot of people are asking, why thrive? Like, what's the difference between you and my guy or my gal and, you know, all that? And I, I really do think it's that we so focus on really how to navigate retirement. All of those different, it's not just investment planning, right? I mean, Investment planning, stock bond, mutual fund, ETF, maybe some alternatives, whatever it is, that only gets you so far, right? Because if you don't handle the money correctly, taxation, longevity, protection, preservation, all of those things, you could end up spending a whole lot more and have that money that you thought was going to last your lifetime not be there. So I think that's why we are very different. 
And like Brett talked about, like with the SECURE Act, I would really challenge most of the people living, listening to the uh, show today, if they do have a financial advisor, to reach out to their financial advisor and say, hey, tell me a little bit about the SECURE Act. Tell me about the, you know, the propositions that are in place and how they're going to potentially impact me in retirement. I mean, Joe, don't you think that'd be a reasonable question for a financial advisor? After last week's show, 100%. Yeah. And, and if you get kind of the hum, 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 you know, those types of responses or, or one that doesn't seem like it has much clarity, it really should start to show you and indicate to you that there may be a whole nother need for professional, a different type of professional to help you kind of get through this. So I'll give you a little insight, and I think my hope is that this will really kind of make a picture for people the difference. So uh, last week I had nine new appointments, right? Nine people that either through our radio show or through our workshop or whatever came out and visited with us. And out of the nine people, uh, two of them had less than $500,000 in retirement assets, Three of them had between 500000 and a $1 million in assets. Three of them had between a $1 million in assets and $3 million in assets. And we had one couple who came in with $11 million. So the reason I share that is to show the diversity of the types of people that we visit with, right? Um, and we, you know, there's no prejudice on our part in the sense of we're only looking to, we're not looking to talk to anybody other than people who are genuinely interested in making sure that they've got a defined roadmap through retirement. So again, we don't care if you got 100 grand or you got $11 million. Now, the interesting thing is that they all had the common questions. You know, so it, 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 you know, again, didn't matter if you had an extra zero at the end of the net worth or not. It was really still some of the same questions. What's the best way to take Social Security? How do I avoid Medicare surcharge levels? What's my taxability going to be at the different stages of my life? How do I make sure I have a little bit of money left over for my kids or beneficiaries? Um, how do I make sure I got enough money to make, you know, to pay me consistently on a, on a monthly basis, cover my bills? I mean, that's kind of what most people say. So we go through those with our, you know, Thrive Retirement Roadmap Review. And if people go to our website at thrivefinancialservices.com, they'll see the Thrive Retirement Roadmap Review. It's actually downloadable. That's a word. You can go on, you can download an example copy of every single one of those reports that I just talked about. So, you know, sometimes um, when I do the workshop, uh, I get up there, I start the workshops, and I'll say to the audience, how many of you have ever been to um, you know, an educational seminar hosted by a financial service company? And about 99.9% of the people raise their hand. And then my follow-up question is, now that you know that we're a financial service advisory firm, how many of you are skeptical that we're going to try to sell you something? And every hand goes up in the room. And I said, great. Well, if you're a cynic... There's no cure. But if you're skeptical and I can give you the facts and the figures and the understanding, then maybe you'll see that we are telling you the truth. Come in. It's completely complimentary. Because I really want to bring down that barrier because the information we have is golden. It really makes the, it, it just makes or breaks. I want to give you a quick example of that. So one of the clients who came in, um, you know, he was an engineer at, um, uh, where was he? 
I think it was Honeywell? Yeah, Honeywell. Thanks. Brett's got a much better memory than I do. <laughs> um, so he was an engineer at Honeywell, and I think she was a scientist at Merck. High earners, you know, did her night and, and, you know, very conservative in their spending, very, you know, as engineers, right? And, and scientists, very focused on data and making sure everything is right. Um, so they've done a wonderful job. You know, they've lived below their means. They've accumulated. They're both in their 70s now. They've got plenty of income coming in. So their big thing was taxation. So we have onboarded a wonderful group of CPAs, a wonderful group of estate planning attorneys, and a wonderful group of tax attorneys with master's degree, you know, LLMs. So we've elevated the resources here at Thrive to really accommodate people that have a very, very, um, uh, an area of focus on taxation. And it's allowing us to really become that kind of preeminent resource to make sure that we navigate things correctly. So here, here's an example. They brought in their tax return, and we went through it. And what we were able to provide to them, Joe, was a what-if scenario, meaning they showed us their 2018 tax return, and we put it to our team of CPAs and tax attorneys and said, if you were going to do this return with us back before you actually did it with who you did it with, did that make sense, by the way? Yeah. Okay. You're talking to the client. Yeah. 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 It makes sense. Um, then um, here's what the difference would have been. Okay. So I'm going to read to you the quick side-by-side comparison. Joe, I got to sit right in front of me. I'm showing it to you right now. This is what I showed the client. Okay. So um, on column A, which is their original tax return, they had $68,824 of taxable interest and dividends. They had $147,000 of capital gains in their mutual fund accounts. They took a $35,000 distribution, required minimum distribution for their IRA, and they had $37,499 of taxable Social Security income for a total of 289807 Not bad, right? Living a nice lifestyle, okay? That was their tax return. On that income, Joe... They paid a total of uh, $36,233 in taxation. 24% marginal tax rate, paid 13.17% on an effective rate. Follow? Mm -hmm. Okay. So after we did our analysis and went to work, what we were able to show them, if you would have done it with us, this is what we would have done. Now, I'm going to share a new concept. This concept is called capital storage. It's just a fancy term for what investment vehicle or tax-deferred vehicle you may be utilizing to prevent taxation on a certain bucket of money. So there are about 100 different capital storage vehicles that you can use to make sure that that taxable income is now sheltered legally so it doesn't show up on the tax return and you end up not having to pay taxes on it currently. All right? So what we were able to do, Joe, in that column, taxable interest in dividends, which was $68,824, because we use a, a tax sheltered, whether it's a trust, insurance, annuity. There's a hundred different ways to do it. We were able to eliminate that from showing up on the tax return. So $68,824 does not show up on the tax return now. Okay. And then the capital gains in the mutual funds, 
because we sheltered a portion instead of 147,000 of income, we got it down to $58,595. Okay. And because we reduced that income there, it actually allowed us to pull money out of the IRA accounts and go up to that next tax bracket threshold without breaking through it. So we were able to take it from 35872 to 94749 Took more money out of the IRAs. We're reducing the principal on it. That means future RMDs are going to be less, less taxation. Bottom line, Joe, 289 on their tax return for income. On our tax return, $190,856. That put them in the 22% tax bracket. They paid a total of $24,233, so a savings of over $10,000 annually for the rest of their lives just by doing those adjustments. I hope that illustrates the difference between Thrive Financial Services, Thrive Capital Management, what we do here as compared to an investment advisor kind of out in the public space. I'll pause for a minute, and I'll say that when you say your information is golden, you are accurate, sir. Yeah, and Joe, it's, it's, uh, it's just it's the know-how and the focus. It's the knowledge. That's it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're not general practitioners. You know, if you have a specialty item, and most people do. Most people, whether you got 100000 in assets or you got $11 million in assets, this type of an exercise is applicable. Yeah, really, really good stuff. Go to Thrive, great stuff. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com and start with a workshop. I think that's the best place for you uh, to be or for you to start. And there are four workshops next week, Monday the 10th at the Huntington Valley Library, Tuesday the 11th at the West Whiteland Township Building, Two on Thursday, the 13th, the Mount Laurel Public Library and the Indian Valley Library. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com. We've come full circle on this one-hour show here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We end with the roadmap up on the billboard. You do have a choice, certainty or uncertainty, and I would say it starts with education. 100%. That's going to do it for the show this week. We thank the uh, all members of the Thrive Army for tuning in to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. On behalf of David Bazaar, on behalf of Karen Bazaar, on behalf of Brett Elam, and on behalf of Haley, I'm Joe Kraus. <laughs> See you next time, everybody. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.